Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That's What People Do. I'm going to take a massive shot in the dark. Episode 86? Uh, 87. Uh, bugger. 86 <laughs> or 87? 85? I took a punt. 85? No, I think we've done 85. Eight, I'm going to go 86. Anyway, how are you, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, 86, yeah, 86. Oh, I smashed it straight away. Yeah, well done. We're off on a good start. So I hope everyone is keeping well. If you're in the UK, I hope you're making use of the lovely weather we're having and the beer gardens being open and life seemingly getting back to normal, which is nice. Yeah. They they declared us no longer in a pandemic, which I'm not sure how they managed to, but that's where we are. Wasn't it called an endemic? I think I'd, I have no idea, but it has the word end in it and that bodes well for me. <laughs> um, so we must let the listeners know, for those that came here expecting, was it... Enzo Ferrari? Oh, yeah. So so the end of last episode, I said it's either going to be a bad person or Enzo Ferrari. Enzo Ferrari will be my next one, so that won't be next week. That'll be the week after. Uh, and then when I say bad people, um, he was a bad guy, but also kind of cool. So I decided to go with Blackbeard, the pirate. And I'll tell you for why. Because uh, I've gone back to work last week, a couple of weeks ago. And this week has been my first proper week back doing it all. And I have to be there for most days at half seven in the morning. And I stand in the sun all day and I get home and I'm just really tired. So I just kind of curl up with ice cream and Netflix and cry. So I wanted something that was a bit nice, I say nice, a bit fun to research. So it might be a little bit shorter than normal, probably will be. But it's all about pirates and who doesn't like pirates. We all have this weird fascination with pirates. I've always wanted to be a pirate, but the issue is now I want to be a pirate on a proper wooden pirate ship and I'll just get blown out of the water by the Navy. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting, um, well, we'll see how the episode goes, but to talk about 
pirates and this weird obsession we have with them considering they are criminals yeah they're very glorified i think they just make good stories don't they yeah i mean there was a comedian that made a really good joke about how uh pirates are great ambassadors for uh people with disabilities in the workplace what <laughs> how like a lot of them have like you know a peg leg or one eye or a hook for a hand oh yeah it's like yeah, they're doing, they're doing amazing work despite their disabilities. Mm, and I imagine most pirates weren't very well-educated people. Well, somewhat, somewhat. A lot of them are experienced sailors that know what they're doing. They're not like some rambling criminal. That was the the fun thing about pirates that I find really interesting is the fact that they're not just this rabble of criminals. Mm. A lot of them are actual sailors who have been in for the most part. If you're if they're English pirates. Um, in the Royal Navy who are experienced mm. seasoned sailors that know their shit and they know tactics and battle formations and all this stuff and they've just got nowhere else to go no money to make yeah. so they just go pirating pirate's life for me yo hey. ho yo ho so Blackbeard was in no way the most successful pirate and yet he is probably the most famous pirate of all time so I'd, why would the I'm not gonna say he's the least successful. He was very successful, but he wasn't the most successful. There are more pirates that did a lot more than him. So why mm. is it that we remember Blackbeard? And obviously, there's with Blackbeard, it's difficult to pin down the sources because there are very few, particularly on his early life. No one really knew who he was, and things have been massively embellished since in order to make stories. Like he was in that fucking well, I don't want to say god awful because it's still an enjoyable watch, but the worst parts of the Caribbean film was the one that involved Blackbeard. Which really pissed me off, because on the third one at World's End, when all of the pirate lords come together to fight Davy Jones, are you trying to tell me Blackbeard's not a pirate lord? Yeah, yeah, he definitely he is, can isn't control he? the ship with his fucking sword. Like he'd be there. Yeah, he's such a scary fucking pirate. Yeah, and he's just like, nah, you know what? I'm good. So like, if all of these other pirates get killed, they're gonna come for you, and you're not going to win. There's a plot hole there, but then the Pirates of the Caribbean after the third one was full of plot holes. I still love them, but they, the script writers got lazy. I still like watched... the compass thing. Yeah, I still have you haven't... not watched the most recent one? No, I haven't watched Salazar's Revenge, is it? Okay, so they, they got it back a bit. It is a good film. It's good to watch. You can tell Johnny Depp is going through some stuff while filming it. Um, but... There's loads of plot holes about how he got his compass because in the second one it was uh, Diodama who gave him the compass and this one's all about how he got it off his first captain. It's it's they just started rewriting shit and it didn't really uh, work, but it's still a good film. All right. Another one to redo it without Johnny Depp. Anyway, this is not about Pirates of the Caribbean, but how can you not talk about Pirates of the Caribbean when you're talking about pirates? So Blackbeard appears in a 1700s book called The History of Pirates. Pirates spelt P-Y-R-A-T-E-S. Yeah. But this book was also very embellished. It's believed the author of this book was actually an alias for Daniel Defoe, who wrote Robinson Crusoe. Famous story about a man who gets uh, stranded on an island, I believe. Yeah. So Blackbeard was born in 1680 around Bristol in the UK. His early name would be Edward Teach or Thatch. Most people say Edward Teach. Um, but from here on, I'm just going to call him Blackbeard because that's how he wants to be remembered because yeah. that's a cooler name. Bristol at the time was a very active port, especially within the slave trade. And of course, within modern day, we've seen the statue of Edward Colston torn down in Bristol uh, because he was a glorified 
slave trader who brought wealth to Bristol through the slave trade. So Bristol has a deep history in slaves. Which, not ideal. No, it's not uh, ideal. Black Blackbeard would have been working on ships from a very early age. Uh, he wouldn't have always been a pirate, as Ryan alluded to at the start of the episode. In fact, it's very likely he had a good upbringing and was a privateer upon a military vessel. He would have been involved in battles with the French and Spanish, but then who wasn't at that point? And he would have fought in Queen's Anne War, where the British colonists fought off those of France and Spain. And this is probably why, later down the line, he named his ship Queen Anne's Revenge. Huh. So in episodes about Francis Drake, we discussed the difference between a pirate and a privateer. So this is where I put Ryan on the spot. Can you remember the difference? Uh, a privateer is uh, a, a person with a vessel. Uh, it's basically mercenaries. A person with a vessel who's given a, a contract by said government to uh, attack a certain person and once that mission has been fulfilled the uh, the contract is no longer valid and they have to cease pirating or privateering i think it's uh, it's called a letter of mark mm-hmm. uh, and a pirate is just someone who upon their own authority attacks any vessel yeah spot on so i've got here a pirate active themselves plundering bounty for their benefit a privateer did basically exactly the same thing except under contract to the monarchy or government a pirate targeted whoever they wanted, but a privateer could only target ships belonging to the enemy and had to pay his government for the privilege. Yeah. But what happens to the privateers when their contract runs out? Mm-hmm. This is where we get pirates. So they would have no other skills, and attacking other ships is all they really knew, and now they weren't even allowed to do that anymore. Uh, and they were fully aware that there was a lot of wealth floating around on the seas because at that point, obviously, they didn't have planes. So this was the only way to transport goods from country to country. So it was all there for the taking. So they did what they could to do what they could to line their own pockets. And just a random fact, Tortuga from Pirates of the Caribbean is actually a real place. Um, However, it's probably not as wild as the film depicts, and it's by the Dominican Republic, I believe. Uh, but it was a base for pirates, and this is where buccaneers come into it. Buccaneers and Cortez are different things. I think Cortez was a French word, I want to say. I didn't write this down. And buccaneers are people from the Caribbean who would attack docked military and pirate vessels, and they were so good at it that they would actually get hired to become part of the crew. Huh. I like that. So that's where that comes from. Blackbeard took to piracy in 1716, and he only lasted around two years. During this time in the army, it was noted that he was a very brave man, but he was never given a position of power. Blackbeard made his way to New Providence, which is a series of islands that had been abandoned during the war, and he joined the crew of a pirate called Captain Benjamin Hornigold, who only a few years later would be hired by the government as a pirate hunter. Hornigold had given Blackbeard his own ship, and he granted and had a great time, and in 1717, sailing around the coast of America, attacking ships who were carrying bounties such as food, wine, and other goods. And once they were bored here, they headed to the West Indies, where they would capture a large French vessel intended to transport slaves. This French ship had 16 cannons, 75 crewmen, 500 slaves, and 20 pounds of gold. However, they'd travelled a very long way, and some of the crew were already dead or sick, and they were no match for the two pirate ships of Hornigold and Blackbeard, who had about 150 men and 20 cannons. 
They docked at a nearby island and everybody went ashore. Some of the French crew voluntarily decided to become a crewmate of Blackbeard whilst others were forced. Blackbeard, realising the ship was bigger than his, decided to take it for his own and left his little one behind. Nice. And this one became Queen Anne's Revenge. Nice, I like that. It's like, nah, it's bigger than mine. I love it. It's just a typical bloke thing to do, isn't it? If if his yours is bigger than mine, I want that. And this is something that Blackbeard did often. He would often not destroy ships, but capture them. Yeah. Well, they could add them to their fleet, and they they were more valuable than you think. Like these ships are really, really valuable. So just blow them up and send mm. them to the bottom of the sea. You think what a waste of money? They could almost sell that ship on if they wanted to. Yeah, or just strip it for parts. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you like, I think I'm going to reference parts of the Caribbean again. At the end of oh, At World's End, the, the, you know the two funny comedy duo, not the Mackenzie Crook and What's-His-Face, the other ones that are part of the British Army. Yes, yeah. At the end, they realise that they'd lost and they they come aboard dressed as pirates. That happened so often. Yeah. They would attack military vessels and these guys would be like, oh, fuck it, you win. Yeah, I'm a pirate now. Oh, yeah. A lot of pirates um, wouldn't necessarily kill uh, the occupants of the ship that they might have just captured they'll give them the opportunity for the most part to join them they're like you can you can join mm. us or you can die it's either way i mean the ship's either going to be in our hands or we're going to sink it so you can either join us be a free man and not work for you know not work for the man um or you can you can die it's pretty simple and a lot of them join up don't they I mean, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If someone offered me to be a pirate as well, I'd probably say yes. Well, I, th- I don't think people really understand how democratic it was to be a pirate. Um, mm. They had votes on who their captain would be. It wasn't it wasn't mm. uh, a, a, a dictatorship on board a ship. It was a democracy on a ship. Uh, if if the, if the crew didn't like the captain's uh, vision or the way he's been handling things of late, they can all vote him out and put a new captain in that they think is more useful for the the ship and the crew. Yeah, they all have a mutiny. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really interesting. They can say like, as I think as well, it was a thing where they would vote on whether to take another ship. So they're like, you know, they're just sailing around, pulling some ropes and having a good old sing song like they always do, and then they'd see a ship <laughs> off in the distance. And they'd go, oh, look, there's a ship there. Should we take it? And the people on the ship would all have a vote. And they say whether you had to, to go for it or not. Who would have thought pirates would have so much you know, yeah. democratic know-how? Yeah, more forward-thinking, arguably, than some of the monarchies of the time. I think and you, you, you mentioned um, him earlier as well. Benjamin Hornigold, famous pirate. I think he... Um, he founded Nassau in the Caribbean, which was a famous pirate port as well. I thought you just said founded NASA. I was about to, I was about to <laughs> really question that. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got that wrong, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nassau. It's N-A-S-S-A-U. Jo- <laughs> um, that makes yeah, sense. He found that apparently it was like a famous pirate town, uh, which is in um, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, if anyone played that. Really good game. I never owned it for myself, but my friend at uni had it, and I'd play it often. Ah, oh, mate, sea shanties were the, the just the thing. Because they realised was it Assassin's Creed Three where you you were the um, Native American yep. chap, and a part of that you had your own ship, and everyone quickly realised that was the best part of the game. 
Supposedly. Then they thought, oh, fuck it, let's make an entire game around supposedly, that. Supposedly, uh, Ubisoft is the company that makes Assassin's Creed. When they made Assassin's Creed 3 with Connor Kenway, who is the assassin you play, the Native American called Connor, um, he mm-hmm. is... That that whole boating section is uh, supposedly it was a test just to see if the community of gamers that play Assassin's Creed would like it, and apparently it was a resounding success, and everyone was like, "We really like this element of the game." So then they made Black Flag. It is good, just sailing around, just doing whatever you want. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Edward Kenway, who is the protagonist of Black Flag, is actually the grandfather mm-hmm. of Connor Kenway from Assassin's Creed Three. That makes sense, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're all part of the same family, aren't that's they? That's right, yeah. Edward has a son called... Uh, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name now. It begins with K or something. Something Kenway. I forget it now. That's very upsetting. I'm a big fa- I'm a, a big Assassin's Creed <laughs> fan. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> because there's that game... Haytham! Um, at the minute, I play it every now and then. Haytham Kenway. Sorry. Sorry, I, I just... Haytham. Haytham Kenway. That's it. Any, carry on. <laughs> Is the uh, have you played Sea of Thieves? No, I haven't. I'm I'm on PlayStation Four and it's not available. Oh, uh, I didn't realise it was an exclusive. I've got it on Xbox and it's really good. If you're playing with friends, it's great because you have pirate battles with people. But the fact that it's so open world that it, you can struggle to find another enemy ship mm. for a while. Yeah, it doesn't really fun. I just wish they'd make it a bit more like I don't know constant. But then you can go to team death matches and stuff. But it's so good, like such a great concept for a game. See- it does get a bit tiring, though, because it's literally just you go to an island, get treasure, go and sell yeah. it, and just repeat. That's the thing about the ocean and the idea of being a pirate that I just I cannot, for the life of me, fathom, is that you can just be on your ship and you, what, just come across another ship? And you think, what are the chances? But then, because you look at the sea, you look how vast it is, and you think, I'm never going to see another human being ever. And yet they just, you know, mm. oh, I'll just run up to this ship and just have a go at him and da-da-da-da. And you think, oh, you forget that, like, there are designated trade routes that the people back then just knew. They just knew where to go. Yeah. Almost like it was roads, but invisible yeah. roads. Oh, that's mm. fascinating. Because we had to use one when the canal was blocked by blocked by that ship. Yeah. Uh, that to go around Africa again. And I forget what it was called, but it was an old trade route. The Suez Canal. Yeah, not the, so the Suez Canal was blocked and they had to go around an old trade route to get to uh, from Asia to Europe. Yeah. And they had to go all the way around Africa. And I completely forgot what it's called, but that's what they used to do. Yeah, that is really cool. Back in the day. I like that. So, Blackbeard prowled the Caribbean, attacking those who came within his waters and would often capture ships instead of destroying them, giving them to his trusted allies so he would have his own pirate fleet. On one occasion, they attacked the HMS Scarborough, a big military ship, and you'd assume a ship designed for water would be to cr- designed for water. Oh, I fucking hope <laughs> the ship designed for water. You'd assume a ship designed for war would beat a crew of pirates. However, after several hours of fighting the HMS Scarborough, it fled. And it was around this time in 1718 that Hornigold turned his back on his pirate ways and became a pirate hunter. Be. Blackbeard then met Stead Bonnet. Bonnet was a very rich individual with lots of land in Barbados where he definitely owned slaves. He, however, decided to borrow some money, buy a ship and take on a life of piracy. And no one really knows why. Because he was a bloke who had it all. He was so wealthy, had his own land, he could have lived a life of luxury until the day he died. And one day he just decided to give it all away and become a pirate. 
maybe he was just really bored. We, no one fucking... Some people say he's unstable. Some people say he hated his wife. Yeah, it was like... Some people buy a kit car when they're 45 and spend their the rest of their years in the garage fixing it. Some men go into piracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was definitely a middle age crisis. Yeah. Bit of a stretch, though. Like, fucking hell. Buy, like, buy a boat by all means, but don't become a pirate. Yeah. Um... Though, to be honest, whenever I watch Pirates of the Caribbean, I also want a life of piracy, so it's easily done. It's Disney piracy. It is, and then I watch Captain Phillips, and I'm like, I don't want that piracy. No, we don't want that piracy. No, I want proper shiver me timbers, raise the black flag, fighting the Kraken piracy. I think Lesser of Two Evils, I'd rather get hit by an AK-47 round than a cannon. Yeah. Yeah, but then I suppose the AK is more accurate. A cannon, you can kind of see where it's pointing and get out of the way easier. I don't know. I wouldn't try and dodge a cannon. Like I'm not even going to try and attempt that. I think it's okay. I, I, pirate battles must have been so cool. Just two ships just pointing at each other and just blowing the fuck out of each other until one Oh, concedes. I mean, um, what is it? it, it, it oh, this is. I think we should just name this episode... Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Um, in in World's End, when uh, the who's that main bad guy? The one with the the fancy wig and the hat, and he's like got uh, Davy Jones at his command. Oh, uh, uh, something Beckett. That's it, Beckett, right? I forget, when Beckett, I, I forget what his rank was. When Beckett meets his demise, and both the ships of the pirates come either side of his and they're just blowing cannons at his and it's all in mm. slow motion as he's walking down the stairs and you see all this like all this shrapnel and like shards of wood just flying all over the place that would have been mm. so scary like in reality like in yeah pirate battles. because you're in the middle of the sea as well that yeah. you're fucked you're buggered it wouldn't be fun. I, I mean i don't like water that much anyway so i would not have been a pirate i would have been a land dweller there's um Oh, there was a series on BBC. Sorry, there's so many fucking tangents in this episode. There was a series on BBC, and I forget what it's called, but there's a um, a hotel down south, and it's still there. I forget what it's called. It's down south in England, and it's said to be one of the most haunted buildings in England because it was an old pirate kind of station where pirates would come and spend the night. Huh. And it's still there. It's still there to this day on the south coast, and I forget what it's called, and it's really going to piss me off. But yeah. I asked my mum because she really likes the... the series. Mm. So, where was I? Bonnet. So, Bonnet knew just about fuck all about captaining a ship, so Blackbeard took him under his wing, all whilst knowing he had a wealthy ally and a new ship to his fleet. Bonnet soon took ill and was cared for on Queen Anne's revenge, whilst one of Blackbeard's first mates called Richards took charge of Bonnet's ship. Did Bonnet ever get his ship back? No, he did not. Bonnet was so happy to be on the Queen Anne's Revenge, but he was also definitely just a well-looked-after prisoner. However, one day, Blackbeard thought he had taken too many ships and his fleet was too big, so he decided to beach Bonnet's ship after stripping it for everything that it was worth, and the crew were left stranded on a desert island, and that is proper pirate stuff, leaving people abandoned on a desert island. That's the kind of shit we want to see. There were no reports of walking the plank, though. I wonder if that was real. Apparently it was. Because, but did they tie, like, cannonballs to them, or did they literally just make them jump into the middle of the ocean and leave them? I have no idea. But I would assume it was it was real. And I imagine they just made them jump off and go swim. I would have thought that 
walking the plank uh, wouldn't just be just dumping someone in the ocean because you could just kill them and throw them overboard. It's got to be a show, isn't it? I would assume that's almost like a way of putting them on an island. You just make them jump off the... I think they might have got close enough to an island to just say, like, Mm. go on, jump, and you've got to walk off the plank and jump off and you can either sink or swim to that island and that's where you'll be. Yeah. I would have thought. I'm just guessing. And then most of those people would have died of starvation, dehydration, or sharks. Unless there are sea turtles, mate. Yeah, and then you tie them together with the hairs on your back. I really want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, though. <laughs> Against all the odds, however, Bonnet somehow got his ship seaworthy again, and he and himself chased down Blackbeard seeking revenge. Alas, Bonnet never got the chance to have a scrap with Blackbeard as he was captured and hung for piracy. Damn. Probably should have stayed on the plantation in Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So make sure your middle-aged crisis isn't piracy. A life-threatening Because one. there is a risk of being hung. I think maybe by a boat, by a car, by a motorbike. Um, I'm going through a quarter-life one at the minute where I'm buying football shirts for some reason. Yeah, if anyone's interested in some classic football shirts, you can buy them mm, off James. I sold a Real Madrid one this morning. It was great. Excellent. I've got, uh, if anyone is interested, welcome to our sponsor, James Collects Football Shirts. <laughs> uh, I've got a Liverpool shirt with Coutinho on the back going and two two, bar, two Barcelona shirts. So are. if you do want them, let me know. <laughs> I'm using my, my clout to get sales. <laughs> Where was I? 1718, and Blackbeard is at his most powerful. No one was strong enough to take on his fleet, and his name sent shivers down everyone's spine. His reputation was so much that ships would see the black flag flying and would surrender before any combat took place. They didn't want to take him on at all. Blackbeard's flag most likely was the typical skull and crossbones, uh, while the ships in his fleet would fly flags covered in blood, which would be very imposing. Mm. But yeah, the standard Jolly Roger. There was something from 1912 where it was a depiction of a pirate holding an hourglass and impaling a heart, but that was only seen in 1912 onwards. So probably, probably not his. And also, I don't know how good these guys were at making flags in terms of stitching and stuff, so it probably would have had to have been quite simple. I imagine it would have been very basic, yeah. What would your pirate flag be? Oh, fucking hell. Putting me on the spot here. Yeah, uh, I w- I'd want mine to be really cool. Mine might be, you know, a, a standard traditional black flag with um like a big dragon's head on it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, and you just know you go, oh, you know, he's got it's the dragon head, or, or, or yeah, just call that the ship the dragon or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, you'd keep it on brand. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, I don't think mine's going to be as cool as that now. I hadn't really thought of it. I'd also go for some sort of animal. Maybe I'd I'd have to get someone who's really good at stitching. Maybe like a, a big tiger or a lion's head. <laughs> no, I thought for you, you'd just or have some a, sort of just... a big football shirt as a flag. Yeah, a massive football shirt <laughs> that shows all the football shirts I'm selling so people can come up to my, my shirt, my <laughs> ship, and we'll do trades. I'm not a pirate, I'm a merchant. Brilliant. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, he would do what he could to make himself look imposing. He was already a very large man, and I don't mean fat. I mean, you know, when someone's just big, mm. he's just a big guy, and would sometimes light fuses and put them under his hat so he'd have smoke coming from his head just to look cool. That's really cool. Because why the fuck not? Also, on the flip side, he really enjoyed braiding his beard and putting little bows in there. Not so imposing, but he was so scary, no one was going to say anything. <laughs> I like that. He thinks it's really cool, you, but no one else is brave enough to say it. No, no one. Oh, Blackbeard, you're looking a bit. Uh, it's just a bit weird. Looking, at, you're looking very pretty today, Blackbeard. I like the idea that he actually asks his crew for their opinion. Say, lads, think of the new mm. bows, and they all go, "Brilliant, <laughs> love it. Yep, yeah, it's fantastic." <laughs> no one's brave. There's one guy that's just like, eh. he's thrown <laughs> overboard. Yeah. Oh, I bet his beard was magnificent. I bet it's very oily. Yeah, you can't imagine they looked after it very well. No. Did they have soap? I know scurvy was a was a big thing. Yeah, like that. Mm. So he'd also carry six pistols attached to his torso, which, like, three on either side, you can kind of probably imagine. But six seems excessive, but I suppose they were so long to reload, he wouldn't reload, he'd just fucking yeet one away and grab another one. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's so cool. You see it in the uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag trailer. He like pulls like two out, bang, shoots him, just drops him, and then pulls out and a couple more. Ah, oh, so cool. Yeah, because as Call of Duty taught us, it's easier to switch to your sidearm than to reload. Oh, mate, it's the best. Just drop it, get the pistol out, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the easiest way to do things. Blackbeard and his fleet headed back to America and decided to block a very important port in South Carolina where Charleston is today. They would attack and rob ships that came towards them. At one point, he'd take over a ship bound for London carrying very wealthy, important people and he'd take them hostage, demanding a big ransom or threatening to cut off all of their heads. And the ransom, you'd assume that he wanted like treasure, gold, all the riches that money could buy... In fact, he wanted a chest full of medicine. All oh, right. So he, he, very clever man was Blackbeard. He knew what he needed because obviously, if you're going to be out on the sea for that long, medicine—I don't know what the state of medicine was at that time—but I imagine people were getting very sick, and he would have needed it. So his demands was medicine, and once his demands had been met, he robbed the hostages of everything they had, and then he released them safely because pirate code. I imagine they all said parlay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, parlay. 
It's in the code. The code is more like guidelines. <laughs> but it does sound like what we spoke about earlier. It does seem like there is some sort of code, pirate code. Well, yeah, you, you, today I suppose we'd call it honour amongst thieves. Um, but, you know, realistically, mm. you're living lawlessly. There's no, like, there's no law to hold anyone to account. So you have to have something. Otherwise, people would just completely run amok. Um and yeah. supposedly, as far as I'm aware, pirates ran on strength of, um, well, strength alone. If if you appear to be a weak captain, um, you got deposed. So you had to be strong. You had to show leadership qualities that everyone would like. You know, I'm going to take that ship, blah, blah, blah. Or mm. We need this. Okay, we'll go get it. I also heard a little rumor that um, Blackbeard's PP wasn't very good. <laughs> What the fuck? Supposedly, uh, he had syphilis. Um, when you say it wasn't very good, you mean like he had diseases? He had many diseases, apparently. Oh, I thought you just—I thought you just meant small. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, supposedly he had quite a few uh, diseases around that area, uh, and syphilis. You can imagine he slept around. Yeah, a bit. Well, syphilis supposedly was the main. Uh, disease he had and syphilis we know makes people go mad in later stages um before it kills you um oh we've discussed someone that that happened to haven't we maybe i'm not sure someone had syphilis and they went crazy i forget that's gonna bug me there's a lot of things from this episode that are gonna bug me (laughs) yeah (laughs) well supposedly blackbeard went mad through his syphilis and that might supposedly is the inspiration for his uh um burning of the beards and like all the um uh what was it you, you mentioned he burned stuff like from his hat oh yeah he'd put stuff on like little fuses, it, under fuses. His hat to make yeah it look, like, apparently that like th- there's a theory that that stemmed from his madness like he was just going mad and just doing weird weird shit he just wanted to look cool like hey guys well apparently um got smoke you mentioned it a couple of episodes ago um the the pirate kingdom documentary on netflix um and mm. blackbeard appears in there and they do mention him a little bit and they said how with his syphilis the way of treating it apparently was mercury which as we know today mercury is incredibly poisonous yeah don't do that yeah mercury is incredibly poisonous to the human but the way of treating it was to inject it directly into the pp oh fucking into hell into okay. the hole at it's- the front of the pp no, yes. mercury injected anywhere. No, but there specifically. No, a thick you, needle. you kill it. He's... This is a thick needle. Oh, and they they show no, they show you. the scene where like he basically has one of his crewmates, uh, try to inject the mercury directly into his pee pee, uh, and he's got like a big like uh, like stick in his mouth trying to like bite down on it, while this guy's uh, like looking at his captain, being like, oh, "I'm about to inject mercury into your min your mini man." And it's 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 a Fucking brutal hell. scene. So I I think maybe they're looking for that medicine. It's basically him just trying to look after his own PP. That's all a man's That's got. All he's got. Fucking hell! What is it throughout history and people's obsession with mercury? I won't lie, mercury is cool. The way you can like, I don't know, the way it drips and stuff it is awesome. But like the Egyptians loved it yeah. as well. It's just a weird metal, isn't it? And if you can't explain it, it must do something. Yeah. Do they still use them in thermometers, or have they stopped doing I that? Don't, I would assume we don't use it in thermometers now because of the danger of it. Yeah, because I remember at school, they were always like, don't break your thermometer because it's full yeah. of mercury. 
And I never knew what it was, but I was like, Yeah, okay. I didn't know. Really cool. Because I think pharaohs used to have, like, rivers of mercury around their tombs. What? That's cool. Yeah, it was very sought after. But hey, Blackbeard injected it into his knob, so take that, pharaohs. Yeah. Oh, fucking at the pain, the sheer uh. pain. Oh. No, thank you. So, after he had got this medicine, probably for his knob, he decided to head to North Carolina with the intention to careen his ship. And I'm about to teach you some pirate slang. To careen a ship is to ground a ship at high tide. So then when the tide goes out, you are then like, your ship is still on land, sort of. And you can get underneath it and fix underneath the ship the part that's usually under the water. So that's how they clean it and oh, tend to that part okay, of the ship. Okay. Have you ever seen? So have again, you ever seen the uh, Netflix, uh, the uh, Amazon series Black Sails. No, it's another thing I need to watch. I really like pirates. Damn, you've got to watch it. They, ca- it turns out I know this. They careen a ship in the series, and they're just cleaning all the shit off the bottom of it because they're like, oh, if we can clean all the crap off of it, it can go faster in the water. It's a really mm. good scene. It's a really fun scene. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. So the um again if you if you want a visual image I'm going to link it back to Pirates of the Caribbean because we're all seeing it Pirates of the Caribbean two when the Black Pearl is stranded on that island where the uh, tribe want to eat yeah. Jack Sparrow that's what careening is so when it's kind of onshore offshore and the tide will take it out that's what so you need to know the tides uh, however on this particular case mistakes were made and they went way too far ashore and they ran aground which means they yeah. fucked it. Um, they tried to use another ship to tow it back out, and then that one also ran aground, and both ships were now completely unusable. The wreckage of Queen Anne's Revenge was only found in 1996, so a year after I was born. Wow. Which staggered me. And research still goes on on it nowadays it's still there you can see pictures of it and it's fucking awesome and they only realized in 2011 that it was the queen anne's revenge well is it still in the water no they've got it out now it was on an island but they've got it out now they've uh just doing research on it it's it, it looks so cool honestly so so cool have you you've been somewhere haven't you where you've seen a fully formed ship they've got a ship somewhere in a museum uh, well i was in it's like the only... I was in uh, Oslo in Norway where they've got a Viking ship. That's, I think that's the one that I'm on about. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because they're so big. They're just they're all huge. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Queen Anne's Revenge, if you Google it, uh, you can see pictures of it. They've got it in the water now. What? And it just looks fucking awesome. Wow. I think I can see... I think that that can't be it. It just looks cool. It's the image that keeps showing up, so I imagine it's that one, but it looks so intact. And they just couldn't... Hold on, I've Googled real Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah, it is. It's the real one. How fucking <laughs> awesome is this? I was about to call it a boat. What an insult that would have been. It's such a pretty boat. Ship. Really nice boat. Difference between a boat and a ship. A boat can fit on a ship. A ship can't fit Very on a good. boat. Mm, knowledge for you. Seaman knowledge. So they found it in 1996, and research goes... I, I want to know where it is, because I imagine you can go and see it. 
Um, however, speculation says that Blackbeard, because he was a very capable pilot, he did it on purpose because he wanted to break up his crew. Uh. King George I, sick and tired of pirates, put out a one-time offer that all pirates who surrendered willfully would receive a pardon, whilst those that didn't would be hunted down. And Blackbeard took the king up on this offer. Blackbeard either did this because he'd lost his ship, or he lost his ship in order to be able to do this. No one really knows which one, but it was one of them. I'm leaning towards he was very good at what he did, so I think he did it on purpose. What, actually grounded his ship on purpose? Yeah. I think he wanted a honourable life back. I think he was done with the pirate life, because it must have got fucking but, boring eventually. Yeah, and boring, if he's, but the if risk he's of death. ill as well, like that's got to be like more energy that just he just doesn't have, and he's probably like, oh, I can't be asked. Yeah, and a one-time off from the king of no matter what you've done in the past, yeah, it's fine. I'm surprised people. I'm you'll, surprised you'll people took it. the bait because to me that sounds like a trap. Yeah, when the police put out like a "you've won a boat" thing for criminals, and they come and collect yeah. it to arrest them. Yeah, or they're like, "Oh, it's a knife," which I only think happens in America. I don't think that happens. No, here. I don't. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know if that. I don't. I was about to say the word entrapment. I don't know what entrapment is. Anyway, Blackbeard didn't stay on dry lang lang land for long. However. He was offered the position of privateer under the governor of North Carolina. So basically, he went back out and carried on his pirate ways, except this time was allowed to do it. And this royally pissed off the governor of Virginia, because having Blackbeard in the nearby waters was damaging trade. So he wanted him gone. He sent out two armed ships to capture Blackbeard, and this attack was led by Lieutenant Robert Maynard. This is when we get to November 22nd, 1718. The ships approached Blackbeard's vessel. Blackbeard sent off an early volley of cannon fire doing substantial damage. Blackbeard, thinking he'd won, boarded the enemy ships, not realising that Maynard had ordered most of his men to remain below deck. These men then ambushed Blackbeard and he was shot and stabbed several times, dying there and then. His crew quickly came came up gave up blackbeard's head was removed from his body and hung from the mast of the ship while his body was thrown overboard and that was how blackbeard met his very grisly end he got through his entire life of piracy absolutely fine and the second he took a contract and was let to do it by the king he died there you go should just do if you just do it off your own back Exactly. Don't pay anyone else. Don't accept contracts. If you want to be a pirate, be a pirate. Do um, it yourself. I don't. I'm sure there's a South Park episode where Cartman goes off to become a pirate and he just ends up with loads of Somalian pirates and it's just a, a um, mad situation. I don't know if this is true or not, but um, did Blackbeard manage to go through his entire career without ever killing anyone? So I didn't find any reports of him killing anybody. I imagine. As cannon fire hit ships, people would have died. But it seems to be the way that he always offered men yeah. to work for him. And he wouldn't sink ships with people on it. He would capture them or just run them aground and leave them on desert islands. He'd never execute yeah, anybody. Like He's so feared and yet never killed anyone. 
No, I think he was feared purely because of the mass of his fleet. No one, not even militaries, couldn't do anything about That's it. so impressive. He'd just rob people. So he wasn't a good guy, but he was by no means the worst pirate in the world. I think there were pirates out there that were a lot worse than Blackbeard. Oh, yeah. There's some... But I just find it fascinating how he's the most famous one when really, like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Just, I think maybe it's... I think, I think it's, it's the stories. stories of like the the fuses, the lit fuses of the idea of his like beard being on fire and the imagery that is conjured up when you think mm. of him. Like when when we see him in on Stranger Tides in the the fourth <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean movie, um, <laughs> that image of him walking towards Jack when we first see him with like his beard on fire and all this sort of stuff, you think that's a scary fucking look. Mm. And I imagine back then as well. Yeah. That's a tale that you tell people, like, there's a demon, basically. He's basically a demon on the seas. He's as yeah. close as you can get to an actual demon in real life. Um, I imagine it's just a lot of stories got passed yeah. down and he's just as famous as anyone else. It's just it's just who's remembered, isn't it? There is something that did come up throughout all the research that he was so intent on keeping his reputation as it was that he'd, like... He'd probably conjure up some of the stories himself. Oh, yeah, probably. He wanted his name to be feared, which is interesting. I just love the fact that he went from being a, a lad from Bristol, which to me is so unassuming because Bristol nowadays is where like a lot of arty yeah. people live. And <laughs> he, he went and terrored the seas of America. Like that. That's really interesting. Which is a long fucking way. Oh, yeah. To go from the UK to the Caribbean and the coast of America, it's like, what, three, four-week journey? Yeah, it would take a bloody long time. Because Colum- so I think there, in the Columbus episode, we did it a few times, and it took so long. Yeah, well, once you're there, you're staying there, aren't you? Yeah, and he did stay there. It doesn't seem like he ever returned to to England because he met um, St. George in and around America and the Caribbean because, obviously, America was still... Under British control at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> and dumped all of our tea in the fucking ocean. Yeah. Bastards. Why would they do that? Why not just accept the tea? I, I think we need... Have we ever done an episode around the War of, in, uh, yeah, war of Independence? Uh, no, we haven't yet. But um, it's something I want to look into. Yeah. That would be fascinating. Because it's an interesting part of history. Ungrateful colonists. No. It really is. It's an interesting thing that supposedly um, there were a lot of taxes, and supposedly like that's the entire thing about America is they were pissed off. Uh, no tax without representation was the main thing. They didn't mm. like being taxed yeah. by a government by which they had no MPs going to. So mm. there's no one in Westminster representing the colonies at the time. Mm. So how can you tax us when we can't vote for it? We're not happy about that. And then supposedly, it's a fair point, and supposedly most taxes that, that Britain levied on the colonies, when the colonies argued back, Britain went, okay, fine, whatever, and left it at that and just sort of, you know, either got rid of it or lowered it or something like that. Apparently the tea tax was the only thing that Britain was like, we're not, we're not bending to this, like, you pay it or, you know, there's going to be consequences. And they were like, no. And that was the only one that Britain was like, that's not good. Never step in the way of a British man in his tea. No. 
No, entire nations haven't been able to do it. So, yeah, it's it's wouldn't recommend it. It's fascinating though, absolutely fascinating. I did get it. I suppose is that why? Oh, I don't know. Collection draws it, but is that why America nowadays is? I don't know what their taxes are, but I don't think they get taxed as much as we do because obviously we pay taxes for NHS and things like that, whereas most of theirs is kind of pay on use. I'm not entirely sure, mate. I I, I would assume it's got something to do with you know America being. A, the idea that every man can make himself uh, and so people just do everything on their own. Um, maybe that's just sort of scaled up. Mm. Fascinating, the development of America. Because I think we've, yeah. we've alluded to Columbus never stepping foot on there. Uh, we had Sir Francis Drake sailing ground in that general direction, attacking the Spanish. Now we've had Blackbeard terrorising the shores. Yeah, we're almost like there's a trifecta here in history. So we've we've got uh, a man who never discovered America. He only discovered the Caribbean, uh, mm-hmm. who is hailed by Americans as being the man that discovered it, but instead he just raped and pillaged and plundered the entire thing, yep. um, including South America. Uh, we've got Sir Francis Drake, who uh, went one step further and actually went to California uh, and actually touched U.S. mainland instead mm-hmm. of Columbus. And then went around the world, or but also had some slaves. Unfortunately, also had some slaves. Yeah, uh, and now we've done Blackbeard, who was yeah, somewhat he, involved. He probably transported slaves as well, just because Bristol. Yeah. So it's yeah, about the slaves. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a big part of history. Well, that's been fascinating. I really enjoyed that. Good old pirates. Everyone loves pirates. Yeah, we all do. For well, some the reason. fantasy pirates. Yeah, the criminals. But there the are pirate day. ships you can go and see. They're just magnificent, magnificent things, because obviously their science was well behind what we have now. So it's proper feat of engineering. Well, if anyone's interested, or if anyone uh, is in the London area, or is going on holiday to the London area anytime soon, uh, there is a real life arguable pirate ship in London, uh, the Golden Hind, which is the ship that Sir Francis Drake sailed around the world on. Uh, is in London. You can see that and go on it and have a little talk. I'm going to shit on it a little bit. Go on. Um, It's very small. It is. I I walked past it several times without knowing what it was until someone pointed out to me and went, oh, is that it? It is quite small, especially when you've got the HMS, whatever the fuck it is, on the Thames next to it. Yeah, which is just this massive warship. Yeah, it shows how far people, like, how far naval combat has gone. Yeah, it's like when we had the Olympics; they put a bloody uh, warship on the Thames just to deter terrorists. I'm not, I'm not sure how that deterred terrorists. What they're going to do? Just have the ship fire at London? It wouldn't have happened, but it was just, just kind of a look what we've Thames. got kind of thing. Yeah, stay away from the water. It is fucking. We have come a long way, a long, long way. But I think pirate ships are so cool. I think they're just awesome because they remade them for Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. They, they made them. If you ever watch them, I love watching behind the scenes stuff for films and they were filming in the Caribbean and they had the Black Pearl on the water and a uh, tornado was coming. So they really had to like strap it down and they just prayed that it survived the night. That is really cool. There's something fucking awesome. There's something cool about sort of that era living in that era like the, the idea that the, the the new world was new like now mm. if i don't know somewhere on the planet i go on google maps and it can show me everywhere back yeah. then 
a young lad from Bristol could just go and make an entire new life in a different world. Mm-hmm. Just get on a ship, yeah. stow away at that, probably. Be like, hi, can, I'm going your way. Can I just like mop the floors? And someone will go, yeah. Can you imagine trying to get on a vessel that's going to America today by saying, do you mind if I just mop the floors and you take me to the other end? It wouldn't happen. No, you need your visas. You need your... Your passport. It wouldn't happen. Everything. I wish that I'd lived in a in a in the era of discovery when you could just go to a new part of the world and just set up shop and then just live there now. Change your name if you want to. Change your identity, your history. Just start afresh. I think it depends who you are at that point, isn't it? I think some people had the means to, and others didn't. Nah, very good. That was Blackbeard. Hope you liked it. Yeah, thank you. Very do we much. know who is coming next week? Yes, we do. Uh, next week. Oh, yeah, you told me that you've started writing it. I got a message from Ryan earlier saying, I've started writing my next episode, and it's grim. Yeah. This is all I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it uh, here's like a week's warning, disclaimer-wise. Oh, we already got a trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, next. You know it's going to be good. Next week's episode is going to be dark, like horrific um okay so in terms of um sylvia liking where does it rank towards that it's up there right oh fucking okay here we go it's up there with our sylvia likings episode uh which is why i'm giving you fair warning now it's going to be very dark it's going to be very brutal unfortunately it does involve murder and children Oh, good. Okay. So that's... Who are we doing? Fair warning. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about a man called Sutomu Miyazaki, who is a Japanese serial killer. I've never heard of him, so it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, neither had I until I was just, uh, you know, searching on the internet, trying to find someone to talk about, and saw this guy and was like, wow, that's brutal. So I'm assuming... He kills children, and we have that yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, we do. Amazing. So, yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> week's, week's warning already. If that's not something you're going to want to know about next week, just join us for Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> and we'll talk about cars yeah. going fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Sutomu Miyazaki is the guy I will be talking about next week. So uh, I say look forward to that, but, I mean, if you do, what's wrong with you? Um yeah. Yeah, it's it's dark, it's grim, it's not that fun to research, to be honest with you. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for that, James, this week. That's been really good. I'm going to just bask in as much Blackbeard as I can for the rest of the week. <laughs> it's the only good thing I'm going to be talking it's about. It's fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, because um, I certainly did. Uh, if anyone is interested in pirates, knowledge and whatnot, uh, there is a really fantastic documentary on Netflix called uh, The Pirate Kingdom. Or the Lost Pirate Kingdom. If you just type in Pirate Kingdom, it will come up on Netflix. Uh, uh, someone that James and I both know who worked with is in this show. And it's it's really, really well made. It's really, really good. So check that out. Um, yeah. Make sure you follow us on all the social media if you have not done already. Um, so yeah, you can find out uh, pictures about the people we were talking about. If you've no idea who I'm mentioning, like you know, with uh, Sutomo Miyazaki, if you've no idea what this guy looks like, pictures of him and things related to him get posted on the social media so that's always a good place to find us 
Uh, yeah, any platform you're listening to us on, if you are able to review us, please do so. If you're on Spotify, you cannot review, but you can subscribe and that would help. Um, so yeah, make sure you do that. If you'd like to donate to the show, you can do so. You can head to our Ko-fi page. There is a link to it in our link tree. But if you don't know what that is, you can just find us on www.ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do. And you can drop us a one-time donation if you fancy it. And that is everything. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. Join us next week. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. ta Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.